Hello and welcome to the All That I Am Finding podcast. I am your host, Nada, and we're going to be talking about all the small, big, good, and bad things that I'm finding as I heal, grow, and evolve in this big, crazy world. We'll be talking mental health, grief, current events, arts and culture, relationships, And I can't wait for you to join me on this journey to explore all that I am finding. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two of the All That I Am Finding podcast. Again, I am your host, Nada, and I just want to thank you all for coming back to listen to this episode. And if you're new here, a great big welcome. So the friendly atmosphere where we're going to be discussing a whole bunch of different topics and the topic today being ideas, idea makers, how ideas are formed and and just my personal opinion and experience with ideas and idea making. This is for everyone. This is not just catered to artistic people. This is not only catered to idea makers. But as we go through this topic today, you're going to see kind of why I'm like, this is for everybody. This is an everybody kind of thing because, right, it's stuff that I've learned as I've thought about this topic more and I'm discovering myself more that I think works for people on every end of all of the spectrums that we're going to be discussing. So. If you want to learn more about <laughs> this mystery, about the things that I'm not actually saying but hinting to, keep on listening. So the topic of ideas came up um, really this past summer in conversations with my mom about ideas. <laughs> We're both people who are always like, I have an idea for this project. I want to do this. What about this? Think about this. Wouldn't that be so cool if constantly my entire life going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the ideas just kind of landed there on the floor, never picked up and and some sort of analogy. They were not even thrown in the trash can. They were just kind of left on the floor, <laughs> kind of like in a pool of water, just waiting in ideas. So this is where this is all coming from. Just mostly a big discussion between my mother and I about ideas and how we create ideas. Now, recently I got an ADHD diagnosis and that put a lot of things into perspective for me. A lot of things of why I do what I do, how I move, how other people move and function. And which is a constant state of relearning myself and relearning my actions and relearning my past self and learning how to move forward. Let's see, especially in a school setting, what does that look like um, for how I function, how I need to manage things or, or whatnot. But with that... With ADAD comes a brain full of things happening all the time at the speed of lightning. Like I just started realizing that people don't think like me. People don't suddenly just like think about PB&J because it's out on the table and then end up thinking about like Madonna. 
Like there's no, that doesn't happen <laughs> uh, to non-neurodivergent people, or at least at the same rate that people with ADHD do. But we're not going to focus so much on ADHD today because we're going to get into that more later in a discussion next time with a very dear friend of mine. But that being said, ADHD plays a big part in today's topic on ideas. Like I said, you know, all these all these things are happening in our brain and a lot of them are ideas. So that's why me and my mom were always bouncing ideas off of each other and then they were just kind of there. And, you know, another thing with ADHD is follow through. People who have it, you know, often have issues of following through on a specific thing for tens of thousands of reasons. But as I got this diagnosis and as I was talking to my mom more about ideas and friends as well, I started to realize that maybe all of the ideas I've ever had, I didn't just not see through because I have ADHD. For a while, I didn't see ideas through because they were really cool ideas, but I didn't know how to get them out there. I didn't have the tools. And now that I'm older and have tools and resources, there's a lot of ideas I am putting into motion because I know how to plan or who to ask. So in some ways, it's when when creating and having an idea and then trying to put it in motion you can't always put it in motion because sometimes you just simply don't have the tools or the resources and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to start. So that's kind of my first point that follow through does not always necessarily mean you're just not doing it. Sometimes about what you, what you're currently lacking that you might not be lacking in a month, two years, five years down the line. Another thing with follow-through, though, and ideas. So, again, these discussions with my mom. She was listening to a podcast by Denise Duffield-Thomas. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, Denise Duffield-Thomas. She's written written Get Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. A few other things. She's got a podcast called Chill and Prosper. Um, so this is kind of what my mom put me onto one of the episodes. And for her, it made sense. Like everything that she was saying in this episode made so much sense to my mom. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, yep, mm-hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> what did she say? I know you're all wondering like, okay, yeah, great. Talk. So, and she talks about that you might just be an idea person. And that's okay. You don't have to be the person that sees things through. Because sometimes that's just not what you do. Sometimes you just need ideas and you can profit off of those ideas. People need help generating new ideas, especially if they're stressed. I mean, I think about times when in various projects and work where I've gone through ideas and then I just can't think of anything anymore. 
and you need someone to bounce ideas off of. And often those are friends, but big companies, other creative people or or non-creative people sometimes need idea people to come in, be like, okay, here's everything, run with it. This is yours now. And I think that's freaking awesome. Like I am consistently having ideas and I partly don't follow through because of ADHD and I partly don't follow through because of time, because there's too many ideas to get through. I partly don't follow through sometimes because I don't have resources. And then other times it's because I just really like this idea and I want someone to use it. But it's important to note that that person does not have to be me. And if you are resonating with any of this, that person does not have to be you. You do not have to be the one to see it through. Maybe you talk to someone, you go, here's an idea. What do you think about it? Would you want to do it? I'll give it to you and I'll back away. Come to me if you need any help. But I just think that is such a great way to look at idea makers. Because they often aren't seen as people who just kind of went, eh, here you go, eh, I'm done. I'm a quitter. I don't have follow through. I can't, I'm not, I don't have the willpower. I don't have whatever. And that's not always true. That's not always true at all. Idea makers in my eyes are innovators. They are entrepreneurs. They are business people. They are just as smart and as capable. But they generate ideas. And, and a lot of them do put things in motion. Like myself, like friends, like family. But let's talk about how to get your ideas into motion. Because sometimes you want to. I'll share a little bit about a lot (laughs) of my personal experience with ideas. I have had what feels like 10,000 great ideas a year. (laughs) Ask me how many I've done, how many I've seen through. Like, that's a laugh. That is an absolute laugh because five (laughs) since I was young. I was writing songs and poetry. Oh my God, I was going to be a songwriter. I'm not a songwriter. Maybe one day. Who knows? You never know. Never say never, right? Then I wanted to put on fashion shows. And I literally, the list is endless with all the ideas I've had and wanted to do and try to set in motion. And all of these things, all of these ideas I've had are things I know I'm very well capable of. But it's a matter and was a matter of me having the tools. And it still is a matter of me having certain tools and resources, which include time and people, a part of these projects and people to collaborate with on these projects and support and grants. And the list goes on and on and on. And for me, being a creative person, most of these things lie in creativity. So oftentimes resources include money because what I'm putting out there will most likely not be making money, especially as a dancer and artists who have to do with music. I'm sure you can relate to this. 
I can't make money off any work because the songs I'm using won't let me monetize my performances. <laughs> so these ideas I'm putting out, they are for me. They are 100% for me and for people's viewing pleasure. Um, <laughs> but not for my pockets, not for costume funds. Whatever a tangent that was about grants and funding in the arts oh my god that's a whole other episode we could talk for hours on that and we probably will but i digress (laughs) um to start these ideas well you have the idea first so you've already started you either you are already on your way to putting whatever you want to do in motion so you've got your idea but what next? What is what is the next thing to check off? Well, depends on your idea. I think one of the biggest thing is asking yourself, do I want this for myself? Not a, do I have time for this? Do I have the resources for this? Do I want this for myself? And do I want this for myself now because you can want it for yourself maybe at another time or not necessarily have a timeline for it and then you can just keep planning and going along with the ideas as like more ideas on the idea (laughs) come to you but do I want this for myself now and that might take a while I think this podcast is actually a great idea, a great, well, it is a great idea, but a great example of that because for a while I wanted to do it. It it was always there kind of in the back of my mind and then had a lot of alone time because of COVID and the pandemic and it was on my mind more. And then watching people I know, people I went to high school with, put out podcasts, made me go, I can do that. So then I Googled things. I did a who, what, when, where, why kind of thing that I do with all ideas. I'll explain a little more down the line. And after a lot of thinking and talking with friends about ideas and ideas of names, especially for names, we're here now. And it took resources. It took financial resources. It took asking people. But I wanted it. And I didn't need it at a certain time. I didn't need it to happen at a certain time. But I wanted it. And here we are. And I will say, I do think part of setting your ideas into motion is a manifestation. Is is you, the person with this idea, having a manifestation, manifesting that this thing is going to happen. And that could just be silently to yourself. It doesn't have to be like during meditation, eyes closed, breath work, I'm going to have a podcast. No, not at all. It could be as simple as just watching podcast videos 
or listening to a bunch of podcasts and taking notes in your head. Being like, yeah, I'm going to have a podcast one day. I'm a podcast person. I could be, I could do that. It's as simple as that. So have the idea. Think, do I want this? Period. Do I want this? Period. And believe in yourself that you can do it. And I will say, do not think you have to prove anybody wrong. If you have an idea that you kind of just want to see through to prove people wrong, don't do it. Don't do it. Because you might be setting yourself up. I mean, if that's how you function and you always put out good work or do a good job on things because in spite, go ahead. But there's a good chance that you just putting out this work, out this idea to put in motion might just be setting yourself up because you don't really want it. Now, if you do really want it and you're doing it for spite, go ahead. Applause, applause, applause. But do you want this? Can you do this? Yes, you can. Yes, you absolutely can. Your idea is yours. You get to decide when it starts. You get to decide when it keeps going, when it pauses, and when it ends, if it does ever end. I have some projects that I started during the pandemic, which were really helpful then, and ideas I had had for a while and started off in different ways. But as life goes on to this quote-unquote normal we all talk about, for me, that just looks like being in person again and not being home as much. I have less and less time for all of these ideas to come into play, and I'm okay with that because I'm constantly keeping myself going. I'm constantly keeping my idea brain, my creative brain working all the time. But I know that because I'm not working on this project that I started last year, that I'm not working on it right now, that doesn't mean I gave up and I won't come back to it. That just means that right now in this moment, me personally, I can't focus on it. To to give more concrete example, during the pandemic, I started a network called the Barrio, the Barrio Network. And... It's just kind of, my my goal of it was to be a national network, maybe even international, with different people in different places, communicating to other people in other places the needs of the community that they are in and that they are a part of. That could be your neighborhood. That could be your uh, religious Uh, religious, racial, ethnicity, any kind of group along those lines, right? One that's with your identity, a group that's tied to your identity. Communicating those needs. Like, hey, we've got a community here that really needs a lot of mutual aid. All right, great. Let's communicate that. Let's, Let's figure out how we can help. And this idea is developed because for a while it was just putting together a group to help out women's shelters and domestic violence centers donating products that they needed. 
then transitioned into a period in time where I needed to communicate with others. I needed a group of people. And so we had this group chat of lovely women that would just check in on each other and give nice little like like words of wisdom, I guess. And then through all of that, the Barrio Network was born. And it's expanded into this much broader idea where we've held Instagram live discussions and Zoom talks on various topics. That network is one of the reasons, and and those discussions are one of the reasons. I was like, I need to have a podcast because there are discussions I love having that I want to keep on having. And if you listen to this episode, you know I like to think that you are uh, in your car, in your living room, cooking dinner, like nodding along, responding to me, even if I can't hear you, even though I can't hear you. Not if, I can't hear you because this is pre-recorded. <laughs> even though I can't hear you the same way I do the podcasts. But still, like even just having this discussion with myself and then also getting feedback from y'all, like that's what I love to do. So all these ideas, right, kind of mixed together, I think as ideas do. I think it's very seldom that people, that that you, an individual person, me, an individual person, has these ideas that are entirely separate from each other. All my ideas are connected in some way, whether that be what I like to do in terms of creativity and my art medium, my artistic medium, whether that be in terms of the location I come from, my hometown, or my identity, any part of my identity, they are all connected in some way. They're not vastly different from each other. So all these ideas are going to mix constantly. But me having this idea of the Barrio Network and having this podcast, while they're not the same, they're not entirely separate, But that also doesn't mean that now that I have a podcast, the Barrio Network is over and done with. It's absolutely not. But I have more stuff to figure out. I have more resources that I need to look for, such as funding, such as a team to help me because I can't just do it all alone. But again, all of those things are okay because ideas don't need to be bam, 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 done, on to the next. I know in certain art forms, such as writing, we constantly have to do this. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. But your ideas in your own mind do not need to be that at all. Listen, no one else knows what you're thinking. Only you do. Only you know your ideas. (laughs) So... Let them live and, and let, them, let them live in your space. Let them live in a notebook, in a Google document, anywhere, right? A video, let them live someplace and then decide when and if you personally want to put those things into motion. Because everyone's capable of putting their ideas into motion if they really want to. They really like it. They're more than capable because there are resources out there for them. And that may take time to find those resources. 
which is why I love networking and connecting with other people and collaboration. Thank you. Thank you. I will be singing here all week. Thank you. I wish you could all see me. I'm currently bowing because I know my vocal skills are top notch. But ideas, right? We, we I've been chatting over here about endless ideas. But the key takeaways for me on ideas is that everyone has ideas, whether you're creative or not whether you are neurodivergent or not, whoever you are, you have ideas. And you get to decide if you want to put those ideas into motion. And only you get to decide that. And to just ask yourself big questions about Why this project? Do I want to do this? Do I need to do this? Can I do this? The answer is yes, I can. Okay, maybe not everything. (laughs) Don't try to tack on too much. Remember that pauses do not mean anything. That if you need to end a project, that does not necessarily say anything about your character. That might just mean you need to reevaluate. You need to reevaluate things and, and what you're doing. Now, before I forget, I did say I was going to share this little tool I use for ideas when putting things into motion. Whatever kind of project it is, I like to ask myself these big questions Who, what, where, when, why, and how? You know, the big like W questions you get throughout school. Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Who is oftentimes, who is this project for? If it's a dance piece, who are the dancers in this project? What, what is the project? Is it a podcast? Is it a dance piece? Is it a community network? What is it? Where is it? Is it online? Is it at a certain location? Does it live in the clouds? When is it? If it's a dance performance, doesn't have a certain day. Is it kind of a timeless kind of thing? Who, what, where, when, why? Why am I doing this? For money? Because I really want to? how, how am I going to do this? Do I need money for this? Do I need certain resources and tools for this? Is this something I can just go and start choreographing? Right? And some of these things are really small and easy answers. And, you know, you depending on your project, you have to adapt your answers to all of these things. But it really is such a good tool that has helped me get started on a lot of projects and helped me realize what's going to work and what's not going to work. And with that, not every project needs to be big. Starting simple is more than okay and growing bigger but still staying simple is more than okay. So I want to leave you all with that today. 
I hope you have a fabulous week, two weeks. And I challenge you this week to think of ideas. Think of the ideas you have and ask yourself these big questions of, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Ask yourself the W questions and the how. Maybe just even think about who are you as an idea person? Are you one to put it in motion? Are you one to just throw the idea out there? Who knows? Neda here. Thank you all for joining me in today's discussion. Peace, love, and light to everybody. And I can't wait to talk next time to discuss all that I'm finding. <laughs>